Hello everybody and welcome to the second episode of the official podcast of the Pedalet You pronounce it Pedalet Silk Road Monterrey 2019 This is Stefano, aka Calamaro and the track that you are gonna listen is from Bonus Points It's name Super Touch Yo, people, how you doing? I told you, I misspell everything I can misspell. That's why Nelson told me and sent me a voice memo telling me which one is the right spelling and the right pronunciation of the name sponsor of the Silk Road Mountain Race 2019. It's Pedaled, not Pedaled, not Pedaled. It's Pedaled. Yeah, I spell it correctly, finally, and... Uh, yeah, now I feel a bit better. Probably I'm not gonna make any mistake anymore. Uh, impossible. It's gonna happen always. So yeah, today is the episode number two of the Silk Road Mountain Race 2019 podcast, official podcast. I really hope that you like the first one, don't you? Well, actually, I enjoyed it a lot. I received a super, super bunch of great feedback from people out there and uh, I'm happy for that. I'm happy that I'm also continue producing it. In the meanwhile that you are listening to the episode every week, I am actually talking with a lot of people around, challenging people, interesting people, really special ones. Because you really need to be special to take part to this amazing race that is the Silk Road Mountain Race. Actually one feedback that I got is that I speak too much. But that's why everybody has a podcast out there. What do you think? Well, anyways, let's move on. I just want to tell you which one are the contacts to follow this amazing race. So, as I was telling you at the, at the end, was not at the beginning, at the end of last episode, my favorite way of being informed on that is the newsletter of the Silk Road Mountain Race. Where do you find it? Just go to the website silkroadmonterrace.cc and down at the bottom you will find exactly the form to subscribe to the newsletter. Put your email address there and you will receive it every time that something happens. And usually, if I can tell you a really, really secret secret, really, really secret secret, really, really super, super secret secret, is Nelson writing it most of the time? Yes, he is. So go there, write down your email and you will receive it. Otherwise, social media, super easy. Silk Road Mountain Race is on Instagram. Look for Silk Road Mountain Race as well on Facebook and you will find all the information. Well, today, okay, I'm not gonna tell you which day it is for me, but for you it's the 23rd of July. Just missing few days for the Kyrgyzstan race to start. I can't wait, I'm super excited. Today I was actually checking here and there the manual, the race manual of the Silk Road Mountain Race. Well, it's on the website, have a look to it, I'm super excited. I'm super, super, super excited. There are some description of the checkpoints and it's super amazing. All the informations are there. So if you want just to follow it or just you want to participate to it, I think it's a good read. But let's jump on today's episode, shall we? Better. So today is an episode that is focused on a particular topic. The topic is 
a local rider taking part to the Silk Road mountain race. It's the case of Mohamed. Mohamed knew already about this race since last year, but he could not take part of it because he was working in that period. But this time, no excuses. Even if it's in a period of his work, he's a touristic guide, he decided to train and to take part of it. Well, people out there, if you are racers of the Silk Road Mountain Race, or if you're just passionate to it and you want to follow the dots out there, this is a good thing to listen to, because a lot of tips are out there, a lot of casual things are out there, and a lot of amazing anecdotes. Listen to this amazing character, listening to Muhammad, and I will talk to you at the end of this episode. Well, this episode of the series Let's Meet Silk Road Mountain Race from the beginning and before the race starts, we decided to go for an interview with a local, a person from Kyrgyzstan that knows the country super, super, super good, that has a lot of enthusiasm for cycling and can tell us more about everything that is around that. And I will talk with Muhammad, but I probably will make some mistakes on telling your surname, but I'm going to do it anyways, Muhammad. Sorry for that. Muhammad Giden. Make sense? Yeah, that's that's correct. That's correct. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Are you doing, man? All good? Yes. Yes, I'm doing good. <laughs> yes. Yes. Great. So instead of myself, so yeah, maybe here a bit of context can make sense as usual. So when we were building up all the series of the before the race start would have been together with Nelson, we came out with this idea and saying, okay, probably we need to interview a local, a person that rides usually in, into Kyrgyzstan, that knows the ways that we are going to do, that knows the roads, that knows the place. And then straight after, with no doubts on that, Nelson told me, you have to interview yeah. Mohamed. Why that? Probably you can tell us, Mohamed, who are you? Uh, yeah, so my name is Mohamed Kiden. I'm 22 years old, athlete from Kyrgyzstan, mm-hmm. from Central Asia. From heart of Central Asia, I can say. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, like, Kyrgyzstan is like 95% of mountains, and there's like so much possibilities, you know? And also, like, for mountain biking, also, like, for touring, for everything, like, there's like millions of opportunities, I can say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, maybe this, you can. This is the thing. Yes, you know? and maybe you can tell us a bit more about who you are, when bicycles started crashing into your life, and, uh, I don't know, what's your daily life, cycling-wise and general? <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm a student of... Yeah, so I'm a student of in Geology University. Oh, so wow. I'm studying as a geologist. Uh-huh. Yeah. So my study and my daily life, all my life, like, I'm trying to be outdoor. Mm-hmm. And all my free time is like trying to spend time not in home but somewhere outside, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like a homeless guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a really good thing. Yeah, and also like I'm training in the Alpine Club in Kyrgyzstan. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're like doing climbing or like climbing really up in the mountains on seven thousand meter peaks. Like four thousand, five thousand meter peaks and yeah, we're just like trying to be really in the mountains okay okay and and also like my um how the bike crashed into my life yes i think 
I think like we started riding my bike like when I was like uh, six years old, you know, like from from the from childhood. But in one moment, like I was like forget about everything. But yeah, when I was like uh, I think six years old, I started riding bike again, just just for myself and just enjoying, just having fun. But yeah, it was like in, in last year I heard about uh, Silk Road Race, but. In that time, I was in the mountains and working. I worked as a guide. I was like, "Oh shoot! Like I don't have time for the circle." But maybe next year. So the next year came, and I'm really, really super excited to take part onto Silk Road Mountain Race mm-hmm. because because this is like my home country. So I should explore more. Yeah, I'm really I'm really happy and, and ready to take part. Yes. Yeah. So you told me, let's start from here. Uh, you told us that you are a guide, right? A tourist yeah, guy. Yeah. What does it mean, actually? You really, I don't know, you go together with people hiking on the high passes or you also cycle with them, you, are, you go with them to let them explore all the sides of Kyrgyz. How does it work better? Uh, so I'm working actually with the tour companies. Mm-hmm. I don't have my own tour company, so the Yet. tour company hiring me. Okay. So yeah, but I I am like, uh, how to say like old time mountain guy. I like, can do everything like uh, from up, from alpinism to to backpacking to biking to everything for kayaking also. Yeah. So during the summertime, it's like trying to do everything and having fun and. He's like trying to do some money. <laughs> yeah, it comes. yeah. So yeah, it was like like guiding in Kyrgyzstan is like for me it's really not nice, you know. Like I like just like enjoying and exploring everywhere. Yeah, exploring new new places. Like I can say, like maybe like I explore like maybe five percent of kyrgyzstan uh-huh. in the last four years but there was like so much place to go there and so much place to see but yeah there was like i have time and i have opportunities yeah and which side actually uh, which part of kyrgyzstan you usually in which part of kyrgyzstan you usually go uh, for your tours and things uh, i can say like most uh, tourist visiting place is the cool region and Narin region mm-hmm. and also like uh, Jalalabad but yeah we have seven regions in Kyrgyzstan but I I never been in Batken it's like really close to Tajikistan and Uzbekistan it's really far like in south but yeah this is this is on my on my list to go there okay <laughs> yeah but most of the tours most of the um, Trekking programs we're doing in Isikul and in Naren because it's super beautiful, super fun. And like I don't know like how to say, but it's really nice places. Like everyone should visit these places. I prefer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Super, super cool. But which kind of tourists are coming in Kyrgyzstan? So are the tourists that really are a bit more adventure tourists? Um explorations tourists or things like this or yeah yeah uh so like there's there's so much um cultural tourists like who like to listen like story like to sit in the car and travel but 
I can't. I mean, like, I I can't do that. But you know, like this for me, like, it's a little bit boring. Uh huh. So I more I more prefer like for exploring for, for bike. I mean, back backpacking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like more more active. Like you know. Yeah. 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 Makes completely sense. Yeah, because actually. Uh, Maybe this is a question that I have to ask you, and I'm going to do it right now. Then we will be back on the bicycle side. But uh, from yeah. everything I read around, from everything I, um, I actually listen, also when I talk with other people and things like this, everybody refers to Kyrgyzstan as the Switzerland of Central Asia. Why <laughs> that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe like, it's the other way around maybe switzerland that is kyrgyzstan of central europe you know <laughs> maybe it's possible yeah like yeah. a lot of people like actually from some from switzerland from europe be coming to kyrgyzstan it's like saying oh like this place like looks look exactly like switzerland you know like this or it's like much cooler you know but yeah like this is maybe like this is like really thing it's like really really beautiful places mm. like really high mountains like really like breath breathtaking mountains you know like it's, and it's like really awesome yeah, yeah so maybe like switzerland and kyrgyzstan or kyrgyzstan and switzerland yeah there's like a lot of <laughs> ways to say <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it depends on the angle at the end of the day so yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to ask you maybe something like a bit more about you. We are going to jump from here to there and we're going to talk. Anyways, Kyrgyzstan is going to be the focus of it. But um, so you said that you started riding your bicycle when you were a kid, when you were six years old or stuff like this. Um, yes. How is it actually to ride the bicycle, to explore Kyrgyzstan with the bike? Because as I've been riding around, there are not so many paved roads out there. And as everything is super beautiful and super wild. How is it? Yes, 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 it is. Like, um, there's like not too much pavement. And this is like really cool thing, actually. It is. And it's like, yeah, because a lot of people can go on the pavement and like, just like, just like throwing trash. And like, it's, and after like a few years, like, this is will look like really uh, ugly, you know, but. This is a really good thing that there is enough payment. There's like really high mountains and there's like maybe like no road. And this is like a really cool thing. And you can see like real wildlife, how people living high in the mountains in the years. Like, and this, this is like really, this is like a really cool thing, actually. Yeah. I'm really enjoying actually this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so how do you, so you said that you're also doing some races, unsupported races, ultra marathons with a bike. How do you train then when you are in Kyrgyzstan? Don't uh, tell me, yeah. don't tell me indoor trainer because I'm gonna shut down the call right now. Huh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's really hard. Um, it's really hard to train actually because it's life. You know, it's, it's studying, it's university, and yeah. But I'm trying to find some time to train. Like mm. maybe I'm just like w waking up really, like really, like at four o'clock. Okay. And training like because during the during the day I have maybe like I have like school or I have some plans. Yeah, I was like trying trying to train like in my free time and having fun. And actually, like in the morning, it's really awesome to train. Like no cars in the road, like everything clear, everything like nice, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, for this race, like, I'm training, like, like, I'm just riding up to mountains, like, really, really far from city. 
Actually, I don't like to sit in the city and train like on the on the pavement. Mm. This is like not my style, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So you really just grab your bike, go out, go out to the city in some uh, wild place, and ride a bicycle yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And there's a really good thing that mountains, like they're really close to Bishkek. You know, like, ah. like one hour and you're in the mountains, like, and it's like this is this is like so cool thing. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, this is absolutely cool. Yeah. Is there a place actually that you can call like your favorite ba- your favorite playground where you usually go out and train and ride your bicycle? Which one is the spot close to the city where you go usually riding your bicycle? Oh yeah, like there is like really really like awesome place. It's like not close, but I can say like maybe close to city. Mm-hmm. And when you like reaching the top of the hill, like you can see everything. Like you can see like. Kyrgyzstan out to a mountain range, like really high, white capped mountains. And on the on the other side you can see city. And this is like so cool place. I'm just enjoying to go there and just like maybe just walk there and it's like maybe ride my bike. But yeah, like <laughs> like I'm just like telling about about this right now, but my mind is like going to this place again, you know, like just so cool. Yeah. Okay. Which one is the name of this place? This place called Chomarik. Okay. Are we gonna pass by while we are doing the, the Silk Road Monte Race close to that or no, by the... it's it's more like on the I can say east east south okay. of Bishkek, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. We're going to west south I think to okay. Kigiti Pass. Okay, yes, Kigiti Pass, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is like on the other other side of Bishkek. Okay. Okay, okay. But how does it look like? How Bishkek looks like? It's one of these kind of super huge cities, massive with a lot of cars or stuff like this, super super big, super difficult to go through to go out to the city or is a messy only, messy with traffic city, but easy to go out from? How is it? How does it look like? I can't wait actually to arrive there and start having a look to the city, but especially to have a look to the nature outdoor. But I would actually also like to understand how the city looks like. Yeah, so I mean, there's like a lot of uh, buildings from uh, from 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 Soviet Union, mm-hmm. you know. After the Soviet Union collapsed, like uh, a lot of buildings staying there, and like new style. You can see like the old style and new style of Bishkek, you know. If you will go to the center of Bishkek, you can see new style. But if you will go to somewhere outside, you know, like more south, you can see you can see something like uh, old style. And this is like really cool thing, actually. Not not big, not, I mean not not big houses, uh-huh. buildings. This is like cool, yeah. And actually, Bishkek is really green city, or wow. at least that was a few years ago. Now it's like so much car, so much pollution. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to sometimes it's hard to ride a bike. Yeah, it's getting more and more like more. How to say, more cars, more people. Yeah, yeah, I can see the point. So more people are getting there. So more people means more cars. More cars means more traffic. More traffic means yeah, more pollution. More, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of cars, and sometimes it's really hard to ride the bike, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's scary because like everyone's like riding how they want, you know. 
you know, it should be like really like uh, focused on the road because yeah. some someone just like came out mm-hmm. in the corner. It's like oh shoot, like <laughs> be careful. Yeah. yeah. But how is it the, um, in general in Bishkek, but in general also in Kyrgyzstan? How is uh, bicycle wise? So there is a a good, a decent community of cyclists. And which kind of cyclists can we see, can we notice in uh, Kyrgyzstan and in particular in Bishkek? Mm-hmm. Yeah, last maybe like five years, people started riding by, like, the bike like really often, which is like really cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe like they start riding more bike than car. This is like a really cool thing because people start being like more, more like uh, sportive maybe, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, and biking in Kyrgyzstan, Like maybe in Bishkek people like most people are riding bike in Bishkek. I don't know about other places, but yeah. Yeah. So they ride the bicycle. They ride the bicycle for normal commute also for normal commuting from going to place A to place B to I don't know, have dinner, have a coffee or whatever. Or they're doing they're doing they are doing also an uh, a bit more sportive way, something like a bit more for uh fitness or discovery or fun. Yeah. Yeah, like more people start riding a bike for like for fitness, I think, mm-hmm. now. Like riding on the bike, um on the road or in the mountains. I can see a lot of people in the mountains now. Uh-huh. Yeah, which is like a really cool thing. And people start exploring also like um, mountains on the bike. Which is like really cool, I think, right? Yeah, it's perfect actually. If you can really I believe that this is the thing. If you can start really seeing people going out for riding the bicycle for fitness is already a good thing. But actually the real change and uh yeah moving on the culture of really a cycling city, you will start seeing it for people that are really going out to do some trips on the bike or even just commuting on the bike, using the bicycle not only as, let's take it in that way, not only as a toy to make themselves a bit fitter, but also as a tool for exploring, having fun, uh, discovering new places and also doing their daily business. Yeah. Well, I know like a couple of people who who doing like um like bike exploring things like riding for really far, you know, mm-hmm. in Kyrgyzstan or some going to somewhere on the bike. Yeah, I know some some people. Yeah, this is like a really cool thing that people start knowing about traveling on the bike like uh, not only like for for like toy, you know, like just like oh i have free free one hour okay i'll just go ride a bike in the city yeah like yeah i know like people some people were doing like uh, really these kind of things yeah and now actually um people in general people react when uh, they're seeing you in this super remote and wild terrain some paved up to the uh, super high passes and whatever and they see you riding the bicycle in this kind of condition how do they react they want to help you they want to give you food they want to talk with you how does it work yeah actually like uh, it's really fun you know because like you're just like riding i was like riding my bike like really remote area mm-hmm. and i was like i can see like um the shepherd and he's like hello you know like saying like salam mm-hmm. and i was like saying salam also like in Kyrgyz language meaning like hello yeah and i was like start 
talking on Kyrgyz language, and it's like, and he was like really impressed that Kyrgyz people start riding bike in the in high mountains, you know, like, and you can see his face, like he's shocked, you know, because this is not a foreigner, because this is like a real local guy riding bike. Ah, okay, so they didn't <laughs> like, expect it. Yeah, they they're not expecting this, but. And when 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 they see like local guy from Kyrgyzstan, it was like, oh, like you from Kyrgyzstan, or you from Bishkek somewhere, yeah. They start chatting, and just, yeah, maybe they will just call you for drinking tea mm-hmm. to 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 their house, and this is like a real cool thing, you know. People like uh, people in the mountains, like they're really friendly, and this is like really good. Uh, you can see like really good respect for them, yeah. Because yeah, they. They were just trying to give everything, you know, like just giving food or giving tea, like, and this is really cool, you know. This is really like you can see, like, you, feel, you can feel warm, warm, like really. No, yeah, it's uh, it's super great thing actually. This is another thing that I heard from everybody out there. People, the locals, especially the locals up to the mountains, the the shepherds and whatever, they are freaking super friendly because. They probably are in the mood that they want to share everything yeah. that is so amazing for the Kyrgyz people. So amazing landscape, amazing nature and whatever. And they are proud of it, isn't it? Is it? Is it? Yeah. Because, you know, like they just caring about uh, about sheep like all day long. And, mm. and they just will be so happy to talk with you about how is life in the city or how is... Who are you? Like, what are you doing? You know, like this. They they really like open open people. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People in the mountains. Yeah. And do you think that actually, um, how is and how was, if you felt something, the effect of the first edition of the Silk Road Mountain Race for the people and in general for everything? Ah, uh, yeah. Like, um, I can say. People like don't know about Silk Road Race like last year. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe some people heard about Silk Road Race, uh, but this year like they they know what is that? You know, like I'm just like start telling about the race to all of my friends, and I will do this this year. That this is like 1,670 kilometers mm-hmm. to Kyrgyzstan, to Kyrgyzstan passes and mountains. And I was like, are you crazy? Like, you know, <laughs> oh shit, what the heck? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but actually, yeah, maybe, you know, like, yeah, I think that is for sure. Okay, everybody defined the Silk Road Mountain Race of last year and also probably of this year like the most extreme unsupported bike race ever, right? But I believe that it's also special yes, and probably yes, it's, and it's special and probably it is special just because the nature out there and the conditions out there are so stunning because I remember last year I was following the race in several ways and in August they really found from the super high temperature 40 degrees Celsius till minus 5 degrees and snow on top of the of the hills on top of the peaks sorry that's why yeah, it's extreme yeah, it right yeah you know like you just like start riding your bike somewhere in the Bishkek and mm-hmm. after like a few days like you're in the high in the mountains which is like really cold and snowy maybe like really remote and it's like feeling alone you know like feeling like like where where I am you know and this is like a really cool thing actually yeah 
Let's talk about that. So you have in mind the map of the route that we are going to do. What do you think is going to be the, let's say, just you can name maybe for us a couple of points uh, that you can really pinpoint on the map and say, okay, this place here, this spot here, it's amazing. This other spot here, it's unforgettable. Yeah, so uh, there's like pass called Tonk. Okay. From Usikul to Narin region. This is will be new new pass this year. One of the one of the new passes this year. Okay. And I know that this is super super hard to pass. Yeah, but if you're going to top of the pass, you can see like everything from there. So beautiful place. And I was like, just staying on the top of the mountain. I mean, top on the pass. And I was like, wow, you know, like this is this is so cool. Yeah. Have you been like, there? Is, I think this. I've been like not on the pass, but I've been on the how to say the foot foot of the pass. Okay. Yeah. It's really it's really high. It's really like there is no road. There is no road on the pass, or at least that was somewhere, somewhere in the eighties. Yeah. And also, there is a place called Koyusu. Mm-hmm. Like, where's it? I think checkpoint two. Okay. Yeah. And I heard that water came to the lake, which is like so cool, you know? Uh-huh. Water came back to the lake, so maybe maybe this year we can see we can see the lake. Yeah. Because I remember like uh, the J. Peter Roy from last year when he started riding the bike, uh-huh. and when he reached the, the 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 lake, and he's like, "There's a mud pit, like there's no there's no uh, lake," you know? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> that, that was like a really funny moment. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So these are the two points, the two spots that you would say they're gonna be, yeah, to be seen. They're gonna be there to be really, yeah, stunning for us and to astonish us. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is. And you have maybe a couple of spots that you would say, what the hell have you done, Nelson? Do you really want us to go there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, this is a really cool thing. Like, it's really... I really appreciate Nelson for this kind of uh, choice, you know? <laughs> to, put, to put people somewhere in the, like... Uh, like, in a really, like, bad situation. I think not bad, I can say, like... Um, challenging. Like, hard situation. Yeah, challenging, I can say. Like, this <laughs> This is, like, really cool. <laughs> I love you, Nelson. I love you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you will not name us anything that you don't want to write. We have to discover yeah, it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we should, we should, we should, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. But do you think that there are some other places that are still missing from uh, the route that Nelson picked up? Or you think that the best places are there, or there's still something that you think should be discovered by this race? Um, There's, like, really, uh, how to say, maybe, like, beautiful places also on the the south of Kyrgyzstan, Mm -hmm. close to Pamir Mountains. Okay. Like there's like super super cool place for riding for comp- competitions for the bike racing you know like really also high mount I mean high high passes mm-hmm. and yeah yeah they're really cool places okay okay super cool I want to ask you another sharp question Mohamed if I can yeah um sure. which one is your biggest fear 
out there. It's going to be, I don't know, lack of water, lack of food, um, bad weather, um, animals, whatever. Lack of coffee, I don't know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, about animals, like, I can say, like, uh, actually, like, like wild animals, like, in Kyrgyzstan, they're really scared of people. Mm-hmm. Because they can feel like the people, they, they can kill them or something to do with them. Okay. But, yeah, I can say, like, maybe uh, not sleep enough. Ah, okay. This is, like, really big problem for me. Because I have really, like, big problem. If I, if I will not sleep, like, 20 hours or more, my brain is, like, starting, how is it called, hallucinations, mm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that was like uh, two days ago in Russia on, yeah. the, on the on the on the adventure race. After like eighteenth hour, like my brain started like feeling weird, or it's like something just happened. And I was like, start riding my bike, and I was like, start sleeping on the bike, you know, like no way. And also, like if you're riding on the pavement on the pavement road, you know, it's like feeling like something. I mean, like you can feel like some nothing, nothing bumpy or like. It's a really nice road. It was like feeling sleepy. I was like, I start sleeping on the bike, you know, like no just closing my eyes and like opening my eyes. That I'm in at that moment, I was like falling on the bike. I was like, that this like happened with me like four or five times. Oh wow! Before I scratched, but yeah. And there was like a really weird thing that I don't like uh, that happened like last year also and this year, mm-hmm. two days ago. I was like starting, I mean, I like keep riding my bike and I was like, a couple, I mean, like the four people like just walking in front of me. I was like, blinked no and it was like gone. Wow. You know, like, yeah, this is, this is like really weird things. And I was like feeling really scared about that. And there was like one thing happened. I was like riding my bike and I was like, I just saw like baby or just lying on the ground, you know? I was like, what, what the heck? Like, it's like uh, four o'clock in the morning, like baby lying on the ground. Really? Like blinked and he was gone also. Like, <laughs> this is, yeah, I was like feeling, I mean, I'm just like telling these things right now. I was like, I'm just like feeling the goosebumps on my, on my skin. I can feel the same, Mohammed. I can tell you. I can feel exactly the same. Yeah, man. Like, this is really weird things. This is like happening with me often. Yeah. After like 20th hour. Non-stop, yeah, the brain start uh, falling asleep. Because, yeah, just brain, like, he's tired also, and he should want to sleep. Yeah, it's like, slept, uh, I think, about 20 minutes, and everything was fine. Like, yeah, I'm just, I, I feel, I felt that, that I'm sleepy, but I didn't have any hallucinations. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I believe that. Um, yes, I believe that at a certain point, I don't know, tell me if I'm wrong because you have for sure more experience on that. At a certain point, your brain makes uh, everything that it can do, really everything, tricks, any kind of tricks on yourself in order for you to get a rest, to get some rest. Yeah. That's why this yeah. happens, right? Because actually, hallucination and stuff like this is just a signal to tell you, okay, if you don't stop and have 20 minutes, one hour, some hours of sleep, then I'm going to make you crazy. Yeah. yeah, it is, it is. And it's like slept after 20 minutes, like feeling fine, you know? Like everything, like nothing happened before. Like, <laughs> And you say, okay, Muhammad, I was like ready to write again. Okay, let's go, you know? Mm. But yeah, sometimes it's scary. Sometimes, yeah, it is, it is. Yeah. 
So yeah, yeah. no fears about the nature itself yeah, or whatever, but just yourself not having enough rest. Yeah, maybe this is this is will be the toughest thing for me. Yeah. But you're gonna ride solo, right? Yeah, I'm planning to ride solo because um, I, I mean, I, I think about to ride as a pair, but if someone, I mean, me or my my partner will scratch, I should I should scratch with with him mm. also, you know. Yeah, and I just decided to ride by myself as a, as a solo. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling really ready for this. I'm feeling really motivated and and ready actually. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what I wanted to tell you. With yourself riding solo, at a certain point, if you feel that you need to have a rest or whatever, you can just stop, put yourself on the yeah. side and on the side of yeah. the road, if there is any, and get to sleep, and it's gonna be fine. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, you can, you can I mean, you can just stop everywhere you want, or you can sleep everywhere you want. Yeah, it's like you, you just deciding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You are there. Like, yeah. You are there by yourself. So yeah. Right, right, yeah. Well, I just wanted to ask you uh, how, um, so what are you going to bring with you, how you're going to prepare with that, and blah, 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 blah. But probably this is not a question that I want to ask you now, because probably <laughs> some of the um, of your competitors out there are going to listen to that, and uh, you don't want to give them advantages, because you're a local and you know what to prepare for. But I'm going to ask you maybe another question that is close by, and then I will keep this question from when we are going to meet in person in Bishkek. So the other question that I want to ask you is that, what's your expectation for the Silk Road Monte Race? Are you riding to arrive first? Do you ride to be there before the, the, the time, actually before the party and whatever, in the time limit? Or you're just going to go there to explore stuff of your own country that you still don't know? Uh, it's a really good question. Thank you. No I, mean, like, I just like, keep thinking about this question in my mind, like maybe like last five months, you know, like what, what is the expectation of the race, you know? I think um, I think the main goal in this race, like this, is not to be a first, but this will be to finish the race. How how tough is this? I mean, this can be. Yeah, like the main goal is to is to finish the race. Actually, I mean, and if you're good, if you're making like good uh, results, maybe you, you can you can try your best to be to be the first or to be like first six participants who you can finish or first 10 participants. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, it's all depends how you, how you, how you train and how you prepare it physically, mentally also. Because yeah, this is, will be like every day, like 18 hours riding, like 16 hours riding or more, you know, and this will be tough actually. Yeah. And after, after like, third or fourth day you will feel I mean I will feel uh, tired and not really motivated but yeah I'll try my best <laughs> yeah um, but it, is this going to be the longest ride that you have ever done or you have done something similar? I'm not going to ask you the toughest one because probably it is because there is nothing that I can really recognize as more tough than this 
But have you done something similar of distance-wise or time on the bike-wise? I've never, I've never did like this kind of thing before, but I did something like this, but not that far and not that tough maybe, but that was something close. Yeah, that was something close. That was last year in the Russia on the adventure race also when mm-hmm. we finished the race after like 48 hour. I mean, the, the, the same things happened with me and yeah, that was, that was something close maybe or yeah. But I've never did 1,670 kilometers in, in 15 days. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> Anybody should do but, this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, th- that's for sure that this is, will be really toughest thing for me. Yeah, in, in, my, in my young life. Yeah. Or maybe like this will be like something like, uh, like, a, like a key, you know, like, yeah. which will open, open the door in the future, you know. I'm really, I'm really excited to, to take part in the race. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be. I think that for all of us, that we different roles are gonna be there. This is gonna be for sure a life changer. Also for people that have been already there, you know, that participated to it also last year. It's gonna be anyways a life changer because you're gonna really see things in a different perspective. Yes, it is. It is like this kind of things that they they they're definitely changing your mind. They definitely changing your thinking. I mean, the way of thinking. You know, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, from a local. Okay, let's put it in this way. I will start in another way. Um, so, Mohammed, you are from Kyrgyzstan. If you need to give to all the participants of the Silk Road Monterey's 2019 one recommendation, something like do this or don't do this, whatever it is, which would be your recommendation? Uh, it's a really good question also. like uh, Last year I heard that a lot of people get scratched from the competition because they got sick, you know? Mm-hmm. For the they stomach. Drink, drink yeah, the stomach problem, you know? Uh, I think the main uh, the main tip, I can say, to not drink water from the river, you know? Uh-huh. That's good also for me, then. Like, you, I mean, you can, you can drink if you, if you feel it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, for me as a local, like, I, I can't, I mean, like, I can drink the, I mean, the water from the river, like, I, I, I'm feeling fine, you know, like, because my body, like, my stomach is, I mean, like, feeling fine, I drink all my life, like, water, you know, like, stream, stream water in the mountains, mm-hmm. and I'm feeling fine, like, I've never had problems, yeah, but for the foreigners, they, the main tip, I think, to be more uh, careful about their stomachs also and yeah and 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 rest more okay. like ride more and rest more <laughs> okay yeah this is will be this will be a tough thing yeah. yeah 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 okay so take your time of resting and uh be watch out the water from the streams and from the river <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and also like i think the main thing it's altitude altitude sickness you know because uh-huh. when you when you will get altitude sickness I mean, your 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 body start like working different way, you know. Like you just like you want to throw up or you have a diarrhea, like these kind of things. Why I'm saying this because 
uh, I can I saw like how people suffering like altitude sickness, like they they just like being in trouble also like and maybe like uh, the main tip I can say like be more prepared physically, or, like just ride the bike maybe on three thousand meter altitude, you know? Yeah. Because the first pass will be like on the KGT pass. Mm-hmm. Which is like three three thousand eight hundred meters, and Bishkek on eight thousand. I mean eight hundred meters, so yeah. it's like three thousand elevation between Bishkek and Kigiti Pass, which is like, whew, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's kind of a thing. But yeah, at the end of the day, you are doing it with the bicycle. So this means that you are not moving from eight hundred to three thousand and eight hundred super fast. But yeah, still, yeah, super fast, yeah. Super fast, yeah, and and you're not you're you're not like walking, and you're also carrying your bike. Yes, you're also carrying yourself. This is like one thing. So yeah, beware of water, beware of the altitude, and be prepared to suffer at least a tiny bit. Yeah, it is. It is. Okay, <laughs> that's super cool. Actually, I think <laughs> that I wanted to ask you also. Um, can you give me? Also for me, can you give me also some tip? But I think that you're going to mention the same thing, right? Uh, yes. Like, be, I mean, yeah, also be careful about water and be careful about... Uh, also on the road, like, because a lot of people in the villages, they, can, they could be drunk ah. in the car or just do something like this kind of things. Just be careful about people also. What do they and drink up there? I think, like... Vodka, you know, like... Oh, people, makes sense. People, yeah. Just be careful. I mean, yeah, people in mountains can be friendly, but on the other side, they can be also, like, crazy. If, if they're feeling fine, yeah, I mean, you can, you can be friendly, but if you're not feeling fine, just don't. Yeah. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I'm also trying to, to learn a couple of words of Russian. Can help, right? Yeah. Oh. Just learn some words, like, how to say hello or... How to say uh, how much it costs? I mean, actually, people like in Kyrgyzstan, um, they they speak Russian, you know, mm-hmm. like in the villages also. And if you will ask how where where you can get water or where you can find a magazine or or something like this, th- this will be really helpful for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. I think that we are gonna also have some uh, locals with us, but at least you know, understanding what you can do and what you cannot is already something. Yeah, yes. Perfect then, Muhammad. Do you want to add something, by the way? Something about your country, something about Kyrgyzstan, something about whatever. I, and also, like, oh, there's, like, really one thing. Just don't drink, like, a condensed, I mean, not condensed, like, fermented horse milk. Like, it's called kumis. Okay, what is that? <laughs> Tell me more. This is horse milk. Uh-huh. You get fermented and... I mean, it actually is like really like some percent of alcohol. I think like 13% or 16%, which is like, you can be drunk. You can be drunk. Just be careful with this stuff. Okay. Yeah. It's tough for your stomach, I believe. I don't know. Fermented yeah, horse milk. Yeah. Do you usually like drink last it? Year, I, yeah, I can drink. I'm feeling fine with this, you know? Okay. But last year I had one uh, really funny situation. Mm-hmm. I was, I was with the tourists uh, in the mountains and we had, uh, horsemen who who carried uh, backpacks on the horse, and 
there's like a Waku guy came from the unit and he said, okay, let's go like just drink some tea and yeah, it was like drink drink some tea and he gave like uh, he he came out with the bucket of fermented horse milk mm-hmm. and he said, if you not finish this fermented horse milk, you you I mean you're not allowed to go out from from my yurt. And we was like sitting and drinking this um, fermented horse milk. <laughs> I think I drink like at least like one and a half liter of this. Oh God! And I and I felt like absolutely fine, but the the the, the horsemen who drink it like the same, I think, like one and a half liter. They feel. I mean, they was like absolutely drunk. You know, they 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 holding their horses and like walking like drunk, like going on the left and the right, like feeling really funny you know <laughs> oh god okay. uh, yeah i just laughed so hard yeah this like real good okay memory, but, yeah. i will try actually maybe something that i can do i can have a sip of it just a sip if i'm feeling good What's it's, that? it's just a couple of drops let's put it like that uh yeah, I mean yeah, just just try, just, just try it out exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, just try, and you 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 can feel it. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm curious, man. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that don't drink, but but I mean, if you're feeling fine, you can try. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm feeling okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Just be careful. <laughs> Yeah, just be careful. Just, just in case. Just in case. Okay. Cool, Mohamed. Then, uh, well, I would say that it's an amazing talk that we had. And I cannot really wait now to be there up to the mountains and uh, enjoy... Yes, enjoy the situation there, the nature and everything. That is. Uh, maybe just the last question, really, from a person from the city, from uh, city villagers here. Uh, how the weather is going to yeah. be? <laughs> <laughs> well, I called and asked. Um, yeah, the people said that this will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Understood. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how the weather will be, but we hope we hope that everything will be fine, or at least yeah. <laughs> For sure, for sure. I'm going to try to bring yeah, something sure. like some uh, um, shoes, no, snowshoes or stuff like this. Because you never know. It's better to be prepared. And sunscreen. The both yeah, of them. Yeah, bring uh, snowshoes, bring your sunscreen, uh, bring your skis also. Okay, Ski flip-flops. Skis, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah, flip-flops also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, man. Well, really, it was a great pleasure to talk with you. Uh, as I was saying, now I can't wait to be there, you know, to be there, to be Shkek and to start seeing you, uh, seeing you, hugging you or whatever, and then start watching out on the, the nature and to drink some horse milk as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks. Yes. Then, well, whatever. Then enjoy the start of your season and be stunned and uh, yeah enjoy the nature out there the mountains and have a lot of chat with tourists up there and uh, yeah we're gonna meet once i'm gonna be there in bishkek and uh, probably i'm gonna drop you another couple of questions on records just because i want to know which one is gonna be your your setup for making this race and what did you bring with you or whatever but just a few moments before you to start i don't want everybody to have advantages from your experience then yeah bye bye and i will talk to you super 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 soon
Ah, no, wait. I want to ask you another couple of questions, man. Wait, wait a second. Wait yeah, a second. Sure, sure, sure. Do you have any kind of social media or stuff when people out there and myself as well can follow you? Something like Instagram, whatever? Uh, yes, I, I have uh, Instagram page. It's called Muhammad Kiden. I okay. Mean, like, it's called I am Muhammad Kiden. And also you can find me on Facebook. The same name. Okay, I am yeah. Mohamed Gidan. Let me check if I can find it out, yeah. so I will put it here in the description. Hmm, I cannot find it. Yeah, for sure. Wait a second. Ah, no, like, wait. Like I, is, I, am, I am, and then your name and surname. No, I cannot find it. So, I am Mohamed Gidan. Yeah, I'm going to ask you maybe to send me a message on WhatsApp for that, so everybody can have it. Okay, yeah. So we'll, maybe we'll... better. Maybe better. So we want to actually to follow you actually to see a bit more of the landscape of uh Kyrgyzstan before us to land there and enjoy it for real. Yes, come to Kyrgyzstan and start exploring. Yes, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Cool Mohammed. I'll talk to you soon and enjoy the rest of the day, actually the evening. Yeah, it's evening, it's it's eight o'clock already. Yeah. Yeah. Ciao, ciao, man. <laughs> All right, thank you for riding with me today and hope to see you next time. For sure. Ciao. Fermented horse milk. Don't touch the fermented horse milk. Don't do it. Don't touch, don't drink, neither a sip of fermented horse milk, Stefano. Sorry, people, I have to repeat this thing over and over because I know what's going to happen. I will land to, Ki to Kyrgyzstan, I will land to Bishkek, and the first thing that I'm going to find and they're going to look for is going to be fermented horse milk and I'm going to drink it and I feel sick. I have to avoid it. And if you have to raise people out there, be aware that could be pretty tasty, maybe, or pretty a good idea, a good bug that will go into your mind but probably is not the best to combine fermented horse milk riding on pretty remote gravel roads. Just a tip, Mohamed said that. He can drink it because it's local. What about you? Can you? Well, people, let's wrap this episode. Episode number two of the official podcast of the Pedaled Silk Road Mountain Race 2019. More things are coming, more things I'm producing more people, I am interviewing, and more exciting. No. Nothing is more exciting than the race itself. The race that you can follow just going to the Silk Road Mountain Race website, silkroadmountainrace.cc, or just on Instagram, Silk Road Mountain Race, or on Facebook, Silk Road Mountain Race, or on this episode of the podcast. Yes. That's the thing. And remember, you can follow this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. What else? Um, Stitcher, I think, is there. I just put it in ton in everywhere. Really everywhere. Remember, listen to this podcast and then share it with your friends. Because this is the important thing everybody should know of this amazing race happening in Kyrgyzstan like Muhammad said, an amazing place, country to explore. I will talk to you next week with another episode. For now, just have a good week, people.